today's daf is daf ein ches. In a woman gets married. What happens to her assets? If they're written into the ksuba that's called he's responsible for them. The husband's responsible for them. He can invest them, but he has to guarantee in the ksuba. The ksuba is a contract what he's going to pay her at the end of the marriage, either by the death or divorce. That's unless she dies. If she dies first, then he inherits her, but eventually his kid, the kids get distributed according to the ksuba. However, here we're talking about Nesimulug. Nesimulug are assets that are not written into the ksuba. She owns them. The Torah doesn't tell us specifically, we know a man acquires a woman, he sort of owns her, right? He owns her. Uh, if he's a Cohen, he can give her Truma, right? As soon as he betroths her, as soon as there's Averson. But what is his rights in her assets? That's a whole discussion. That's called Nesem Malug. So the basic rule is, is that as long as they're married, he's entitled to eat the fruits thereof. He can take the fruits, he can eat them, he can you know, work on the land, but the land belongs to her, to her. So that it really is in her family, even though they're married. So, but what is his rights? What are the possessions? That's going to be the debate that we're discussing right now. She had some assets before they got engaged. That's what the mission says. She started we're talking about assets that she had before. Property, we'll talk about later on, plus real estate or cash, whatever. But let's say we're talking about in some case, she got some property. She had Nachasim before she got engaged. Modim Besham 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 Behil are going to argue in a minute, but here they agree. Even after they got engaged, obviously before they're engaged, he has no, what does he have to do with it? It's all her property. But we're talking about if she had the property before they got engaged and now they got engaged, she could still, Besham Besham says, no, she could, she could sell it, she could give it away, she could do whatever she wants, even though he's betrothed her, but they're not married yet. So they both agree that if she had it before, she could do whatever she wants with it after the Arison. Not They're not married yet. They're only engaged. Okay. So let's say she got these assets after they got engaged. They're still engaged. They're not married. The Shami says, same thing. She could do whatever she wants. Give it away. No. She shouldn't do it. But even Basil says he shouldn't do it. But if she does, it's, it's valid. Because they're not married yet, they're only engaged. So whether according to Basil, according to Basham Lechachila, whether she had them before she got engaged or she got them after she got engaged, either way, she Lechachila she could sell them as long as they're not married yet. Basil says Lechachila she shouldn't, but if it's done, it's done. Armor Buda, so Buda says as follows: Amru Chacham Tevrimliel. We didn't even see Rimliel Shit yet, but Rimliel's going to be very mocked. He says no, 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 no. He has no rights at all. So the concept from Mulehol was Zachavish. Understand, since he acquires the wife, right? She belongs to him. But shouldn't he also get the assets? In other words, how do you say that according to Basilo, after they're engaged, if she sells it, it's a valid deal? How could you say it's a valid deal? Doesn't he own her? Amalemi says, No. I'm even embarrassed. We're embarrassed about the assets that she's going to get after she's married. There's three stages before she's engaged, after she's engaged, and after she's married. I say even if after she's married, he should he has no rights in them. The new promise you're asking me that even the stuff that's before, before they got married, while they're engaged, she should also not have the rights to sell them. In other words, it belongs to the husband. That's what I that's what I I say. I say she's the husband's never entitled to anything. Okay, but we'll see. Remulio is not the halacha. We, we, Lamaisa, we say that he does have some rights. We understand that he has rights to the fruit. 
what rights is, does he have the rights to prevent her from selling them, from selling her assets? So he said, clearly, if she had them before she got engaged, that's fine. She could sell them after they got engaged. If she got them after they got engaged, basically, shouldn't, but if you don't, it's done. Okay. Let's say she got the Nechassam after she got married. After she got married, she got some Yerusha from some great uncle or somebody gave her a gift. Everybody's motive is the Shammai, but not Eilvel, not, not everybody, because not Muriel. If she sells them or gives them away, the husband has the right to take them back. He has a, again, this is not in a Torah. The, the Torah didn't specify what are the husband's rights in them. We know a husband inherits his wife, or if they get divorced, he has to give her exhibits so all drop on them. What is what is his rights and her assets? He says, if she got the asset after she was married, and he's entitled to eat the fruits, the husband can come and take those fruits away from the lakuach. What about the property itself? We'll see. Now again, if she got the assets sometimes before she got married, and now she got married, like he said before, Omer, she could do whatever she wants, even after they're married. That's real shita, whatever she says. Now, in Machabanasakam sounds like the Gemara will have a shita that it's even even like a Kilam. He seems to repeat the same dialogue that Rabbi Yudah referred to. They said from Mulil, Chum said, since he acquires the wife, shouldn't he be able to get the Nechassim? So, what's this business about that, uh, that uh, you know, she could sell them? The same thing the, 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 on, the, on the new ones, the stuff that he get, that she gets after they're married, I'm embarrassed about that, meaning she should be able to sell them. And you say you can't. You just said that the husband can take them away from the kuchas, from the purchasers. You want to impose even on the old ones too? That's when Mulil has that idea that uh, the husband should have no rights in them uh, what's, if she sells them. Now, we, we don't understand everything yet. The Gemara is going to explain this all this this, this three or four way machlokas. Reb Shimon Cholek Menachasim Reb Shimon seems to say it far out but really we're going to possibly Reb Shimon. We're going to see that tomorrow. Reb Shimon Cholek, but it depends on the assets. Which assets are we talking about? If the husband knows about them when he gets married. He's intending on he's marrying her. Oh, you have these assets. You have a million dollars of property. Let's get married. You know those that he knows about. He's planning on getting them. She has no right to sell them. It's void. The deal's void. It's not valid. Even after they're married. In other words, if the husband doesn't know about him, so he wasn't marrying her with that intention. So we're saying it depends on the deal. Again, it's not a clear-cut thing. Does the husband have rights in the property that, that prevents her from selling them? Certainly everybody agrees he has rights in the fruits, in the fruits thereof while they're married. But if she's, can he prevent her from selling them? That's the discussion we have over here. So the first one says, both agree that if she had the assets before they got engaged and then they're engaged, they're engaged right now. So she could sell them, right? That uh, she can go and sell them. Oh, but if she only got the assets after they got engaged, after they got engaged, meaning, uh, you know, uh, she dated over, then there's a machlokas. Beishama says she can still sell them. Beishama says only b'dieven, which, you know, what, what's the difference? Maishna Beishna, the local league, Maishna Seveli. In both cases, we're talking about selling them while they're engaged. I'm in the Beishna, 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 they fell into her possession before they got engaged. So she has more of a right. Safe of the they fell while he was engaged to her, so they fell while he had possession. 
says, If they fell into his possession, how can she sell them? Even Beisola said, if you sold them, if she sold them, it's okay, it's a good deal. Why? If he fell into his rights. In the Reisha, where they felt her before they got engaged, it certainly was in her possession. It wasn't in possession at all. They fell in her possession. Seifa, we're not sure. Is it in her, her possession or his possession? And Rashi explains, the interesting thing, Rashi says, Arison Osa Suffolk Nesuin. And Arison makes her Suffolk. Maybe they're married now. Shema, Shema Tabu Benesuin, Shema Lotabu. Maybe they'll get engagement. Maybe they'll get divorced before. Or maybe he'll die before. Maybe she'll die before. Another's are not sure. Interesting thing that Rashi says that not everybody says that, that it's a Suffolk. When they, when they got engaged, it's not sure. Are they married or not? It's an in-between stage. Certainly they need a divorce. She can't be Mazana. That he has acquired her. But it's a suffix if it's an assuming or not. So we're not sure is it his or is it hers? Both have to. Oh, good. Very good. Very good. That's going to be this. It's going to be what discussion. That's going to be a discussion. So and Meshusa. So the Chetzer for Beisil says the Chetchil lo Timkor im Nachvrasakayim. The Chetchil she shouldn't sell, but if he did, even Beisil says he can. That's while they're engaged. But everybody agrees, except for Muriel. Everybody agrees once they're married that she can't sell it. If she sells, he has the right to take it away. Now we're going to discuss it now in more detail. There. <coughs> yeah. What happens to the money? Does he get the money? Oh, so we're going to talk about that later. And that's the next mission. Tomorrow's mission. We're going to talk about the mission tomorrow. Iboilu, Iboilu. If she gets any money, you have to buy property. That's tomorrow's mission. The good cash. Tomorrow's mission. I invest. Iboilu. When Rabbi says, Rabbi says, I understand. He marries her. He owns her. Why doesn't he get everything? Is he arguing on the of Beis Hillel? That they still said she shouldn't sell, or in the Ebed where it is sold. So is he saying even you know even on the Ebed, Rabbi Yudah said even Beisol said that she could sell while they're engaged, or is he going on even the Ebed? Even in the Ebed, she could sell the uh, Ebed. So is Rabbi Yudah arguing with that? Tashma, let's see. I'm not base. Tashma, I tell you, Rabbi Yudah, I'm not naming real. You said Rabbi Yudah said, I'm not naming real. The Rabbi said from real. How was he wish to be wish to? Since he's married, it's it's his wife when they're married. It's his wife when they're engaged. Either way, it's his wife. So if you say that after they're married, she cannot sell. So after they're engaged also, she cannot sell. It should be bottle. Amalahem. So Ramulil said, no, I don't, I don't even agree after they're married. Again, Ramulil has a sheet of siyach. We don't pass it like him. He says, I'm embarrassed. We should be embarrassed about after they're married. I The new stuff that, that felt her after they're married, she should be able to sell. Not like we said in the Mishnah. You also say even stuff that she had while they're engaged, she shouldn't be able to sell. You see that he's talking to me because what did he say? Rabbi Yudah said, since after they're married, if she sells, it's void. The deal is void. Well, after they're engaged also, the deal should be void. So he's trying to argue in both cases. That's what he said. It should be it should be void. And Ramil says, no, I, I say it's, she should always be able to sell. But again, as we'll see, we don't pass like Ramil. also didn't agree. Even they still didn't agree with Ramil. They both say that what they both say, they both say she, that if after they're so it, that if after uh she got married, right, that the deal is void. So they don't agree with Malil. Now, Tanya and Mishnah and Rabbi both had this dialogue with Malil. They said, you know, the rabbi said from Malil, why shouldn't why should she have any rights to sell after all? Doesn't he own her? And he answered, no, I disagree. So what was the dialogue? Oh, he says, oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed even after after she saw, after she got married, 
she should also be able to sell, and certainly before she got married. But there's no svar, it just says, I'm embarrassed. Tanya Ramchanina Mukavya, lo kachi shivan. Bryce says that Ramchanina Mukavya said that wasn't his answer. Lo kachi shivan you know, didn't just stop right away, throw out l'chachamim, and he said, oh, well, I'm embarrassed about the later ones, certainly about the early ones. There's a svara to it at the beginning. This is how he first answered them. What happened? Rabbi Yudah said, and Rabbi Chidim said, they came before there and said, listen, since he owns her, what's the difference if he owns her after marriage or before marriage? He owns her. She shouldn't have the right to sell. I'll tell you the difference. She came So when she's married, the husband is acquires anything that she found. My sister, her paycheck, and he can break her net or by himself, Michael, right? He can break his net around. So there, it's different. There, you see that since you, you're asking, uh, they said from Leo, say, either way, it's his wife. Uh, if, if after they're married, he can't, she can't sell. So before they're married, after they're engaged, all she should be able to sell. No, after they're married, the husband owns her paycheck. Anything she finds, he could break in a darum. Toma Barusa, but if she's only engaged, he can't break in a darum by himself, only with, the, only with the father. And he doesn't get those things. Amalo, so they said, Rebbe, okay, Amalo, Rebbe, Machra, it takes out the word love. Machra, you're right. That makes sense. You made a difference if they get you, your, your swara makes a difference if she was engaged before they got, if she sold it before they got married. But this is But you say even after she even if she sold after they got married, that 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 the sale uh, that the sale um, is uh, is not valid, is not valid, right? But uh, it, it shouldn't be valid. In other words, you're saying you're saying Rambamliel, and this is Vachach Machra, that even then it's valid. It's valid according to Rambamliel. Only Rambamliel holds that. You say you. Say, I understand the difference between marriage and not marriage in terms of the rights that he has. He can break her nadarim and he gets her paycheck after marriage versus before marriage. But you said that even after marriage, if she sold it, it's, it should be valid. You said Allah Hadashim Anuboshim, even the stuff she gets later. That doesn't make sense. This is what are you going to say? Amalu, so he told him, Rambamliel says no. I also agree there too that she could still sell. I even in this case, Amalo, why? Why should she be able to sell? If he acquires the wife, she he owns her now, shouldn't he get the nachasim again? The Torah says that if you if you betroth a woman or you marry a woman, it's she's yours. She can't marry, she can't live with anybody else on punishment of death. It's capital punishment. Shouldn't he get the nachasim too? The Torah didn't tell us about the nachasim, but shouldn't he get the nachasim? Amalem, no. I say he shouldn't even get the nechassim after after they're married. These are stuff. This is not written into the ksuba. This is just assets that she has. She should be able to sell. That's what he said. That's what Rambam's answer was. So it's mashma over here. Whatever Rambam say, Rambam said, I say that even after they're married, she should be able to sell her assets. But you say she should be able to sell the chachila vanantan achlo nisus benisus. If she, got, if she had the assets before and now she got married, and Malil says, like Bidi Evid. If she sold it, it's okay. Not Mechachila. You got to change the words in the Mishnah. She's allowed to Mechachila. Again, we don't possibly remember that's what Malil said. Remember, we had Rabiuda quoted a dialogue with Malil, and Rabiuda quoted a dialogue with Malil. Rabiuda says, okay, if she sold it, according to Malil, even after the marriage, if she sold it, did the evidence okay? Rabiuda says, 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 R
ah, she can sell whatever she wants. Like he said at the beginning of the Mishnah, that whether it's before she got the essence, before he got engaged, or after he got engaged, she can sell. Oh, how can come There's no machlokas. There's no machlokas. Let me just. Sorry, sorry. Okay, it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. So, so, what Rukhanina was saying was that there's no machlokas about that. There's no machlokas. Besham Basil both agree. In other words, Rukhanina says that. Even Basil says like until you're able to sell at that point. That's what that's what Rabbeinu will say. Meaning Rabbeinu Leo explained Rabbeinu explained by Rabbeinu my copy holds until you could sell whether before they got engaged, after they got engaged, even after they got married. However, that's Rabbeinu Leo's shita. Rabbi Shmuel Damer Tavayo they came later and they said whether she got assets before she got engaged. Or she got the assets after she got engaged. Vinissus, and now she's married. Once she's married, certainly if she got the assets after they got married, that certainly she wouldn't have the right to sell. But even if they, whether you got the assets before or afterwards, now you could argue there's still a difference because after they got married, he wasn't expecting them. But still, and before he got married, uh, she knew about it, right? So that's Rub Shimon who makes that nafkamina. The, the earlier uh, sheets of the mission don't make that nafkamina. What Reverend Shmuel both say is that once they're married, she cannot sell. And if he sold, and if he's if she sold, the husband can take him away from the purchasers. Command the low of Yehuda. The this goes not like a beautiful low crab because Rabbi Mulil, Rabbi Yehuda explained Rabbi Yehuda both, and Rabbi Yehuda said according to Mulil, did the evidence she sold it's valid. And Rabbi Chanina says she could sell even after they're married. But in Udamika Basenu, Rav and Shmuel don't go like Rabbi Mulil. They go like the rabbis. The Tanya Rabbi Senu Chazarinim. They took a vote later on. They returned and they vote again. Whether she got the essence before she got engaged, and that's we'll see. That's that's the husband can take them away. Meaning the rabbis gave the right to the to the uh, husband to take away what she sold. But we're not clear yet. What can he take away? Let's remember something. The assets really belong to her family, right? So that uh, if she dies. Who gets them? Really, he gets them because he inherits his wife, right? The husband comes before everybody else. So he has rights in them, yet we say um, while they're married, he doesn't really own them. He can eat the fruits, right? He can, he can use them and work the field and all that, but he doesn't really own them. He can't sell them. He can't sell her assets until she dies. If he kills her and she or she dies, then it's his. But otherwise, it's not. not what's, we're not talking about what's written into the Ksuba. Because we're sitting in the Ksuba, even what's written in the Ksuba, he has rights to them until he dies. And then it goes according to the, the Yerusha. If, if she had children, remember that Ksuba goes to Ksuba, but indifferent. Fine. But while they're married, he's entitled to the fruits. So that's our issue. Can she sell or not? Ramgulio says she can. Baisam Baishamai said, well, before the marriage, she can't. But after they're married, not so much. And like we see the Rabbi Sainu knew that after they're married, he has no, she has no rights to sell. And if she sold it, the husband can take it away. So now the war goes on. Mishan is a little bit of a mode. And once they're married, 
what that she cannot sell, the husband can take it away. This mission is a proof of Tikkun Susha. Tikkun Susha came much later on. They made a Tikkun. When the, when the Sanhedrin was in the town of Usha later on, they made a Tikkun. If a wife sold her Nixim Mulug, these assets were talking about while her husband's alive. And now she died. Remember when she died, who inherits her? The husband. The husband can take it away. So isn't that really what you're saying in the Mishnah? We said in the Mishnah, once they're married, they saw the Shammai both motor that the husband can take it away. Is that the same as the Tekana Susha? No, not the same. Why? When the Mishnah says, when she sold it, the husband can take it away, we mean the husband can take away the Paris. What happens? She sold this field to somebody else. It's a field that has all kinds of wheat and barley and all kinds of other stuff growing there. And he says, wait a minute, I'm entitled to the fruits. So the Mishnah, when the Mishnah says she's not entitled to sell, right, once they're married, uh, it is talking about once they're married, he's entitled to the payers. And if she sold the field, he can go back and say, listen, all those fruits are mine. I don't own the, I don't physically own the field. I don't have deed and title to the field, but anything that grows on the field is mine. I'm entitled to work the field and take the payers. That's what we mean in the Mishnah. The Tekanavusha was in the goof of the Karka, the Karka itself, meaning that it goes into her estate. That if she dies, he's entitled to take the goof itself of the Bible. So again, while they're married, he cannot sell the land for sure. It's not his. And if she sold it, it's only sold temporarily, basically, because the husband can eat the fruits. And the deed that the guy has is only temporary, right? What does that mean? It's only temporary because if she dies, the husband's going to inherit and get field. Let's say he dies. Let's say he dies. Then the, the, then the sale is a good sale. Turns out retroactively because then she's entitled to sell her field. If the husband dies and it's her field, she can sell it. See, the, she owns the field. But the question is, does she have the right to sell it or not? So after they're married, uh, we seem to, the sock over here is that she cannot sell it. And if she does sell it, it's only sold temporarily. In terms of the fruits, while they're married, certainly the husband can get it. But who has deed and title to it? It's 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 uh, it's in limbo. If she dies eventually, the husband gets the field back because he inherits her. If the husband dies, then the sale is a good sale because she sold it. She That's sold the it. only time you can buy from a married woman. Yeah, according to Kanafusha. Right, right. The husband is dead. That's right. That's right. That's when the time she is right. So that's right. Otherwise, you can say you're right. Correct. That's right. Right. Shimon, we're going to see pasuk with Shimon. Shimon says it depends. No, no, no. All this depends. Even after they're married, there are certain things you can sell. What does he says? Ela, you do man. He says the chasm that they knew about. He can't sell. She can't sell that because uh, he was planning on getting it. He married her under those conditions. But he things he didn't know about. You could now what is what's considered that you know about not know about. All right, so Kanina, you do him karka land real estate that they know about. Shady do him That's what's not known about. So that that seems to say that again these mechasim we talked about which assets are we talking about karka or not. So according to according to this opinion, metaltolin she could sell even after they're married. If she got metaltolin she could sell the arm. The other number elvel you do it. They're both known whether it's metaltolin or karka. You can know about both them. Elu shady what's not known. She had some assets overseas in Arizona. Some uncle died in the assets and he didn't know about it. So the husband didn't know about it when they got married. He didn't, he wasn't planning on getting it. And therefore she could sell that even after they're married. What are the, what are the husband they don't know about? She had some assets here and she had a husband overseas. He didn't plan on, he didn't know about that. So he didn't go into the marriage uh, uh, planning on getting it. 
and therefore she's entitled to sell it even after they're married. Now the Gemara is going to give an example of a story like this, that stuff they don't know about, we'll see this case tomorrow, that a woman who um, she was trying to evade the uh, husband, she had some assets and she wants to get married, but she doesn't want the husband to get all of them, so she gave a fake uh, a deed to her daughter as if they, to get him. The Gemara is going to discuss that case, we'll see that case tomorrow, and we got to start the sleep. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> Uh, it depends on the prenup. No, I'm saying that I wonder if it could. The prenup is a contract. You could write you're a lawyer, you could write whatever you want in a prenup. There's good prenups. Because but, because otherwise yeah. a wife will inherit after That's right, that's right. We think of a prenup as a man saying, I don't want her to get my assets, right? right? But it works the other way too. Works the other way too. You have a rich girl right. and uh, oh she says you're gonna get some assets later on, of course. The problem with the with the wills and all that in terms of halacha is that you don't know what you're going to have later on. Right. Understand? So that's the problem. The problem is go ahead.